Wednesday, February 14th, 2018, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday, and we talk sports, try to give you a common sense approach to the world of sports, which we have found is not all that common. We are happy to have you here with us today on this Wednesday. Yes, it is Valentine's Day, and while it is silly, and it is just made up pretty much by the card companies and the flower companies and the chocolate companies and the restaurants and and the jewelry companies and all those other places that are going to make money off of it, it is something that you do have to take care of. It is something today on this Wednesday that you need to make sure you handle or you run the risk of hearing about it for the next 364 days. I know, I know, it's not that fun, but I hope that you have taken care of the people that you love on this Valentine's Day or that you are the one getting taken care of today, whatever it might be. Hey, if you would like to contact us, let us know who you are swiping right on this Valentine's Day. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on email at dailydosesports at gmail.com or head over to Facebook or Twitter and find us over there. We are there. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports and we would love to interact with you there. Today on the show, you know, we've got a few things to get to. We do have some breaking news few things coming out in the world of sports. And as we do every single Wednesday, we will have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day! You never know what we might be ranking today, but you might want to stick around for that. And just for Valentine's Day, in honor of love, we have done our best to track down a few Valentines that are being sent out today in the sports world. So you might want to stick around for that as well. A few things coming out in breaking news. Now, I know we haven't talked much in the way of actual events in the Winter Olympics taking place in South Korea right now. And the reason for that is, honestly, because they're kind of weird. I've told you that. But I hope that you did get to see American Sean White win his third gold medal last night in the men's half-pipe snowboarding event. White found himself in second place with his final run remaining, and he needed a score of at least 95.25. Now, again... I'm not a Winter Olympics or snowboarding specialist by any means. I will just say this. I will just say what I see. Sean White gets higher than anyone else on the planet coming off that half pipe. The air he gets is just absolutely crazy. White put together an excellent final run. He lands a score of 97.75. And to see the look of accomplishment in his face, to see the emotion that he showed after that event, it does kind of remind you what these Olympic Games are supposed to be about. That was definitely one of the most memorable moments we have seen so far in these 2018 Olympic Winter Games. The NCAA has denied Notre Dame's appeal of a decision to vacate 21 football wins because of academic improprieties, including All 12 of their wins from 2012 when they went to the national championship game and faced Alabama. The NCAA stripped Notre Dame of those 21 victories. They fined the school $5,000 and placed Notre Dame on one year's probation back in November of 2016 because they found that there was some academic misconduct orchestrated by a trainer in the sports program. That's the catch is that it was someone in the sports program that was doing it. So, of course, now they can say, well, it was someone on faculty. It was someone on staff. That's why the NCAA is coming down 
on Notre Dame the way it is. Notre Dame was the national championship runner-up during 2012. They lost to Alabama, of course, in the BCS title game and finished 12-1. and But here is the thing that I have to ask. They got fined five grand. They don't want to be stripped of their games. They don't want to be stripped of those wins, but it's all kind of make-believe, right? Like, just because they tell you we're going to strip you of those wins, like, we all saw those wins. I know the NCAA has come up with this really, really great punishment now where they just say, hey, remember those games you won? Well, we're going to tell you to pretend you didn't win them. And these schools are actually going, oh, come on. That's not fair at all. You can't do that. I'd be going, yeah, okay. If you want to play make-believe, why don't you play make-believe that I came to your office and apologized riding a unicorn with a leprechaun on my back and a pot of gold. As long as we're pretending, let's pretend all the way. Whatever. You know what the biggest pretend is? Is that the NCAA has any power whatsoever. That's a game of make-believe right there. Not sure if you saw this, but former four-division World title holder boxer Adrian Broner was booked into Fulton County Jail in Atlanta on a misdemeanor sexual battery charge yesterday morning. Broner's 28. He's from Cincinnati, and he was accused of groping a woman at Lenox Square, an Atlanta shopping mall, according to TMZ Sports. Now, here is where this actually does get interesting, because a boxer getting in trouble for doing something stupid Not exactly earth-shattering. Here's where it gets interesting. The jail's record listed Adrian Broner at five foot eight, 160 pounds. Now, he has a fight coming up in which he's supposed to weigh in at 140 pounds. See, he's been trying to bounce back from a lopsided loss to Mikey Garcia back in July. Now, I'm not a boxing trainer. I haven't even played a boxing trainer on TV, but I'm going to go ahead and assume if you're training for a fight at 140 and you're climbing on the scale and weighing in at 160, your training's probably not going that well, is it? Like usually, not always, usually when you train, I think you lose weight. Isn't that the goal? Yeah, Broner's going the wrong way on this. He has been enjoying Fat Tuesday a little too much. Uh, Might want to uh, hit the gym every once in a while if you're supposedly getting ready for this big fight that I'm not really sure how much you're really getting ready for it. Looks like your idea of getting ready and mine might be two different things. We did get some NFL news yesterday too because the Kansas City Chiefs have announced that they do not plan to re-sign linebacker Derek Johnson as he will become a free agent. When the new league year starts next month, Derek Johnson will be a free agent, and he said in the Chiefs' statement Tuesday that he plans on playing for several more seasons. You know, here's the thing about Derek Johnson. He is a phenomenal football player. Remember when he came out of Texas? Very, very talented player. And he is a player that is never, ever going to get considered as a great player, as like a Hall of Fame type of player. And it just goes to show you that team accomplishments are completely unfair. Because if you put Derek Johnson in a different system, if you put him with the Ravens or you put him with the Giants or you put him with the Patriots or something like that, Derek Johnson would be a superstar. Derek Johnson would be a guy that could be considered for the Hall of Fame. But you go to Kansas City where they haven't won a playoff game or they haven't done anything in the postseason for years and years and years. And this is a guy that has no chance at something like that when his talent does stack up. And if you watch him play with Kansas City, think back to that playoff game 
that they lost to Tennessee. Derek Johnson was out there making plays. Now, we can talk about what Andy Reid did and what the offense did and all those things. Derek Johnson was out there making plays. He's never going to get recognized for that. That's where I look at you know the Hall of Fame and some of these accolades and some of these awards, and I just think they're silly. Because you can't tell me he's not as talented as some of those guys. Hey, wrong place, wrong time. You got drafted to the wrong spot. There's nothing you can do about that. Derek Johnson is a very, very good football player. Hope that he can still continue his career. Just won't be in Kansas City. That's a significant loss, though. They're going to probably lose Tom Ali too. I know Kansas City has some talent on that side of the ball. Those are two significant losses to a team that struggled at times down the stretch to get stops. I'm not sure you can afford to lose guys like Derek Johnson, guys like Tom Ali. See what Kansas City does in the offseason. It's going to be a really, really interesting NFL offseason. We have a lot of moving pieces that are going to be taking place in the NFL. Hey, coming back, it is Valentine's Day. And we hope that you get everything your little heart desires. Or if you don't, at least we hope that you don't get told that your crush thinks of you as just a friend. Because there's nothing worse than that, right? But here's the thing. People in the sports world, they're just like us. They're no different. They send out Valentines too. Now here's the thing. Here at the Daily Dose, we were able to track a few of those Valentines down. We're going to tell you what people are sending out this year in the world of sports when we get back. Before we get to our Valentine's Day cards that we were able to track down, you might not realize that the Daytona 500 does run this coming weekend. Sunday, Daytona 500 is going to be coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit on Friday when we preview the weekend in sports. But you might not realize that the Daytona 500 has named former NFL quarterback Peyton Manning to drive the honorary pace car for the big race. Now, you might hear that, and you might have some concerns about Peyton Manning. Like, he's not a race car driver. He's not a car guy, right? He's a football guy. It's what he does. Few people I know probably have some concerns about it. I'll be honest, I'm okay with Peyton driving the car, but I do have some concerns. I do have a few things that worry me a little bit. Okay, mostly my concern about Peyton Manning driving the pace car is mostly pre-race stuff. Because here's the thing. It's one thing to fit that head into a helmet and then into a football stadium. Like, that's not a huge deal. But you think of these cars that they're driving. You think of the stock cars they run at Daytona. That's a confined space. Like, that's a small amount of space. He's going to get that head inside of one of those cars and you know those cars have to be like certain specifications and that kind of thing i don't think they come with sunroofs i don't know if he's gonna have the extra space that he may need to fulfill his duties as pace car driver that worries me a little bit okay i'm hoping that they have that measured i'm hoping they've done the math and they've figured out we can build a vent on this one side something make sure that that dome can fit in the car and, you know, usually those doors don't open. He's going to have to slide in through the window. I don't know. That's a concern to me. That would make me a little bit like claustrophobic if it was me. Here's my other concern. My other concern would be his performance actually driving. But this is an early season race. Like we're just getting the season started, right? So I think Peyton should be okay to drive the pace car. I don't think it'll be too big of a problem. Now, if this was a postseason type of race, if this was like a 
championship race or maybe like a playoff sort of a race, then I'd be a little bit worried. Because the thing about Peyton, I think Peyton tends to overthink things. I think he just has that kind of brain. We know the calculator Peyton has in his head. He tends to overthink things. He analyzes a little too much. And I would worry if this was like a postseason race, he might analyze, like he would hit the wall. No question. He's crashing the pace car without question. But I think he should be okay on Sunday to drive the pace car for Daytona. I'll worry a little bit. I want to make sure he's okay. I will worry a little bit, but I think he'll be all right. Okay, today is Valentine's Day. The day that you've been told by the greeting card companies and the flower shops and the jewelry stores and the restaurants that you must make a bold declaration of your love or you will be deemed a huge loser. Now, remember when you were a kid and you'd go to school, like when you were in elementary school, and you'd have to bring that crappy shoebox covered in like construction paper and hand out the stupid dumb valentines and hope, like sit there and hope as you're walking around the classroom and you're sticking the little valentine, they usually have the slot in the box, you'd be stuffing your valentine in there, maybe some candy or whatever, maybe something a little extra for you know the person that you like. You're hoping that while you're away from your desk, your valentine box is getting stuffed with all kinds of love letters from all the people that are madly in love with you, right? It was excruciating. It was absolutely horrifying to have to do that. Well, here's the thing. You might be surprised to know that a lot of people do still hand out Valentines, whether it's cards through the mail or whether it's, you know, handing out Valentines like that. There's a lot of people that still hand out those kind of things on Valentine's Day. I'm not talking about the little kids at the elementary school. You might know a few of the people that our crack staff has been able to track down and see what Valentine's they are handing out today, Valentine's Day. Because there are a lot of people in the sports world that still do the whole Valentine thing. They're handing out Valentine's today. Got a couple of those here. We're going to read a few of those right now. Let me see. Uh, First Valentine we have, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Nick Foles is handing out Valentine's this year. That's kind of cool that he would take the time to do that. He's sending out Valentine's that say, you're my MVP. See, that's nice. That's a nice thing. I like that. You know, Nick Foles, he seems like a decent guy. I'm actually happy for Nick Foles. The job that he did in Philly, things that he's doing, really, really happy for a guy like Nick Foles. Hopefully, you know, based on that, hopefully we can keep this segment positive. I like that. I like where this is starting. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, he's also giving out Valentine's and his say, hoping to catch your heart Valentine. See, again, it's a nice card makes you feel good. If you get that card, like it's a nice card. You had a nice season. Happy for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's see what else we have. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans are handing out Valentines that say, I'd eat you like a pile of fresh horse manure. See, that's not necessary. That's disgusting. I don't need to know that. I can't imagine every Eagles fan is handing out that Valentine, so I don't know about that. Once again, the Dilido staff, not always doing things that they should be doing, giving me a lot of garbage. Let's try something else. Let's move over to the NBA because the NBA has a lot of people that are going to be handing out Valentine's today. Uh, first Valentine up, NBA sharpshooter, Golden State Warriors guard Steph Curry. He's giving out Valentine's today that say, I like to shoot threes, but in my book, you're a 10. Okay, okay, I see you working, Steph. Like, it's a little cheesy, but I, I get it. Shooting threes, they're a 10. Uh, Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Let's see. 
Uh, Los Angeles Lakers guard Lonzo Ball. He has cards that say, uh, Valentine, you might be overbearing and an egomaniac, but you're still not as bad as my dad. See, that's a tough situation. Like, I genuinely feel bad for Lonzo Ball. Tough situation for him. Let's see, what other ones do we have from the NBA? Cleveland Cavaliers power forward LeBron James. He's handing out Valentines today that say, I love you, Valentine, but I'll never love you as much as I love me. See, that doesn't even surprise me. Like, that's not even shocking to me. I would be surprised if he wasn't handing those Valentines. That dude probably makes his wife put on a LeBron mask when she comes to bed. That's brutal. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, we got a few coaches. Got a few coaches around the world of sports that are handing out cards today. Let's see. Houston Astros manager, A.J. Hinch. You know, he won the World Series last year. Wonder what is on his Valentine's today. His Valentine's said, well, it's kind of simple. Your love is a home run. See, again, that's nice. It's a little bit corny, you know, but whatever. It's nice. It's nice. Let's see. Uh, back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, head coach Tyron Liu. He's handing out Valentine's. And his say... If your name's LeBron, I'll do whatever you say. See, that doesn't even, that doesn't sound like a Valentine. That just sounds like, that just sounds creepy. I don't even know what that, what that means. I don't know why he would be handing those out on Valentine's Day. Uh, what else do we have? Former Louisville basketball coach Rick Patino. He's not even coaching this year. Why is he handing out Valentine's? Um, he's, he's out of sports, but he's still participating in Valentine's Day, I guess. He wrote a poem. Kind of interesting. I guess I could see Rick Patino being kind of that, you know, romantic kind of guy. Uh, let's see. Roses are red. I swim with flippers. I miss coaching basketball, but not as much as the strippers. See, that's, <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't even think that's real. I don't know that he really wrote that poem, did he? I mean, I guess it wouldn't shock me if he wrote that poem. It does sound like Rick Patino, but I don't know if he really wrote that. Uh, you know, a few, not all of them, but a few sports franchises are actually sending out Valentines this year. Uh, for instance, the Cleveland Browns, they have Valentines that they're mailing out to season ticket holders. See what they say. They say, uh, we'd pick you first. Okay, that's kind of funny, really. I mean, they have the first draft pick like every single season. So, I mean, that's kind of funny. I like that. That's a little different. Let's see. The New Orleans Saints are doing this also. The New Orleans Saints, you know, the New Orleans Saints, they have a franchise. They're really, really close like, they have a bond with their fans. They're really, really close. Uh, their Valentine's this year that they're sending out to season ticket holders, they say, who dat think they're going to be our Valentine? I, you know, I don't get the whole who dat and who day, and they love that stuff down there, but, I, like, I don't get it. I'm Good for them. If their fans like it, then whatever, I guess. Uh, let's see. We have one more. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons are also doing this, too. Their Valentine's say, are you a 25-point lead because we'd love to... Okay, we're not reading that. I'm not reading that. You know, this is a family show. We have kids that listen to this show. I'm not reading that. That's not appropriate. Don't give me that crap. Why are you sending me that? Don't give me that. Uh, might have to be done with the segment after that one. That's That was bad. I, I apologize. I should have proofread these. That's on me. Okay, I'll do like one or two more. That's it. That's it because I'm not doing this anymore. Let's see. Uh, got a couple from the New England Patriots. Okay, I don't know if I see the New England Patriots as that romantic of a team. Kind of uh, kind of seem like robots most of the time. Uh, here's one from New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. You know, he seems like a grouchy old man, but I'm told he's sending out Valentines today too. Let's see what coach Bill Belichick has to say. Uh, I don't know, maybe dude's kind of a romantic. He wrote a poem as well. He also went the poem route. Uh, I don't know, but it's a coaching thing. Uh, Bill Belichick says, Roses are red. The Eagles showed class. We still would have beat them if frigging Brady could catch a pass. 
<laughs> See, that actually seems like something he would say. Like, I'm surprised he didn't rhyme something about being on to Cincinnati, but that actually does sound like something grouchy old Bill Belichick would say. Okay, okay, I can see that. Um, you know, must be a theme with the Patriots because I got another one here that is another poem. It looks like tight end Rob Gronkowski wrote a poem. I didn't even know Rob Gronkowski could write, to be honest. Let's see what his Valentine's say today. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. I have genital herpes and soon you will too. Okay, yeah, that's what I was afraid of. That's That's what I thought. So what happens when I go to the Daily Dose staff to get things done, they give me stuff like this. This segment started off with promise, it started off with nice things, and now it's going off the rails, and I think that might be the end of reading the Valentine's Day cards. Okay, one more. I'll read one more, but I'll be honest, I'm leery about reading this one. I don't know if I really want to read this. I'm a little bit scared after what I've just seen. You know, pardon me for being just a little bit skeptical of what's going to be handed to me next. All right, I got one more. It's from Tom Brady. Tom Brady, pretty upstanding guy. Hopefully this isn't anything stupid. A lot of times I get dumb things. All right, Tom Brady, apparently sending out cards this year, trying to put the Super Bowl loss behind him. Let's hope we don't have some nonsense here, okay? Looks like Tom decided to try his hand at writing poetry too. Let's see what Tom Brady put on this year's uh, Valentine. Uh, Roses are pretty. Candy is fun. See, that's a nice start. That's better. I like that. Roses are pretty. Candy is fun. I might spend Valentine's Day with you if I wasn't busy kissing my son. Okay, that's it. We're not We're not doing this anymore. I'm done reading Valentine's Day. Hey, coming back, we will have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. College basketball is wide open this year. Every top team can be beaten. There's no one that can't be upset. So maybe as we head toward the tournament, we should start paying attention to which conferences are the toughest. Just a quick reminder, you know you probably have some kind of shopping to do. You might as well head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose and do it there. They've got the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. February's Loot Crate theme is called Protect, and it features items from Black Panther, Fallout, the Expanse, and Pacific Rim Uprising. But if none of those franchises are interesting to you, head over to Loot Crate because they have a million other ones. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just be sure to type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We're going to get you 10% off of your order. You might as well save some money as you head over there. Hey, March Madness is coming quickly. And we talked yesterday about how wide open March Madness is going to be this year. But how can we possibly figure out which teams are truly the contenders? And the one thing we can look at, because we are now 25 games into the season, we can kind of start to judge some things. One of the things we can look at, obviously, is strength of schedule. One of the things we can look at is which conferences have the highest RPI, because that's going to show us at least who is playing solid competition every night. You know, prior to the conference schedule, everybody goes out and they play these out-of-conference schedules and they play these out-of-conference teams and we get some really, really interesting matchups. But as you get into conference play, you start to settle in and you start to see certain teams playing against those conference matchups. Which conference truly is the strongest? Which conference is beating the best competition? Which conference actually rates the highest? So today, on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, We are going to take a look at the college basketball conferences that have the highest RPI right now. And I'm telling you, when you hear this, 
it might be a little bit surprising to think of the conferences they're actually ranked the highest in RPI, which ranks in which teams you have played and which teams you have beaten. Let's take a look at our college basketball conference power rankings. The top conference in college basketball right now with a 0.592 rating is the Big 12. Think about the teams that are in the Big 12, though. You've got Kansas. You've got Texas Tech. You've got West Virginia. You've got Oklahoma. The Big 12 is loaded top to bottom. And you know, the thing about the Big 12 is that they're strong clear to the bottom. It's not like they're just top heavy. They've been top heavy in the past. We know Kansas wins the Big 12 every single year. That's not the case anymore. The Big 12 has got some depth to it. Their worst team is probably who? Iowa State or Texas? Hey, Iowa State and Texas can play with anyone in the country on a given night. The Big 12 is stacked top to bottom. I don't know if a Big 12 team is going to win the whole thing, but I'm telling you this, Big 12 teams are facing tough competition every single night. They are number one on the list. Number two, just beyond the Big 12, they've got a 0.590 RPI, is the Big East. When you think of the Big East, they have some teams that could do well in the tournament. Xavier, very, very good. Villanova, we've talked about Nova recently on the show. A team like Creighton or Providence. Butler is a very, very scrappy team. And even a team that's a little further back in the pack like Seton Hall, these could all be tournament teams. The Big East, it's not the Big East that you might remember if you were a kid and you're a little bit older, but the Big East is again very, very good this year. And it won't surprise me a bit to see the Big East get six, maybe seven teams into the tournament. They're a deep, deep conference. Number three is the one that surprised me a little bit because number three on our list is the SEC. No, it's not football, but all those top coaching hires that the SEC has been getting is paying off. And you know the team that is leading them all is Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. They play insanely hard. I watched Auburn a little bit last week. I don't know if they have the front court to do anything. They've got very, very good guards, and Bruce Pearl has those kids at Auburn playing extremely hard. They have blocked out the distractions. They aren't looking at any of that. They get after it. But you also have teams like Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, Alabama, and I guess Kentucky, if they could figure a few things out, they all have a shot at getting into the NCAA tournament. Didn't think the SEC would be that high. I really didn't. They're sitting at number three. Number four is the ACC. The ACC, I think, is starting to warm up. And I think that they are going to start coming on a little bit more as the season goes. There's a couple teams over there. Obviously, Virginia sitting at number one. But I think one of the sneakiest teams in the ACC are those Clemson Tigers. Keep an eye on Clemson. They actually play Duke this weekend. You still have Duke. Duke is young. Duke is a little bit banged up. They can't play defense. But don't sleep on Duke just yet because that is a very, very talented group. And I'll tell you, the team that is really warming up in the ACC are those North Carolina Tar Heels. The ACC will still be a load. The difference for the ACC, why they're probably not a little bit higher, is the bottom of the conference isn't quite as strong as the Big 12 or the Big East. That's the biggest difference. Are they playing top competition? Yes. And then they also get a night off here or there. Number five on our list, ranking the toughest conferences in college basketball, is the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is one of those top-heavy conferences. You've got Arizona. You've got UCLA. You've got USC, Oregon, Arizona State. This group isn't as good as we thought they could be. 
I think we were all hoping to see more progress from the Pac-12. And the back of the conference is pretty soft. But the Pac-12 is still a pretty solid group. They come in at five. I didn't think the Pac-12 would be in the top seven, to be very honest, because of the back of that conference. Now, just rounding out the top 10 in conference RPI, and this is kind of interesting to me, number six, a conference that I know that everyone's thinking of, the Big Ten comes in at sixth best. You got Purdue, you got Michigan State, you've got a team like Michigan, Ohio State getting better. The Big Ten comes in at six. The American Conference with schools like Cincinnati, the American is sitting at seventh. The Missouri Valley comes in at eighth. I have no idea how. The Mountain West is at nine and the Atlantic Conference is at 10. As we get closer and closer to the NCAA tournament, we might get an idea of which teams are already used to playing that tough competition every single night because they've been playing in a tough conference every single night. And we know that once March Madness hits an off night and your season is done, those tested teams that are playing tough competition, they are the ones that usually, if they stay healthy, tend to survive and advance. Hey, tomorrow on The Daily Dose, we will, of course, be discussing the latest in sports news, see what stories just might be coming out. And as usual on Thursday, we will have our Daily Dose overreactions of the week. You know you have to tune in for that. Have to say thank you so much for listening and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the texts and the tweets. If you would like to contact us, hit us up on email at dailydosesports at gmail.com or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Wednesday and happy Valentine's Day to you.